0: Hey friends, it's Rachel, and I'm popping in before today's episode to tell you about something that has been keeping all of my ducks in a row. If you are a freelance creative, wedding planner, photographer, or someone that has to keep up with clients, invoicing, and contracts, I have something for you. Chances are not all of us have a contract or an invoicing system or somewhere to start, but no fear and don't sweat it because I have something for you. It's called HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online system that keeps your inquiries, past and present clients, all organized. It offers contract templates, online brochures, an invoicing system that can set up payment plans for your clients, and much, much more. It has totally changed the game for me over at rachelautry.com. But if you're craving something similar, I'd love to make your life easier and offer you a huge discount on becoming a HoneyBook member. I paid full price, but I have a 50% off coupon for you, and it comes with a seven-day free trial. Just a little perk for joining us here at Behind the Bliss. So check out the link in today's show notes for the coupon code and a little trial to see if HoneyBook works well for you. Thanks to HoneyBook, I have efficiency, productivity, and organization to my business. All right, here's today's show. Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast,
1: where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation.
0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. I'm your host, Rachel, and today, Mary Scott and I are interviewing our friend, Emily Landers. Emily is the CEO of Flight Social Media and Girl Boss Extreme. She brings so much insight and wisdom to today's conversation for anyone interested in furthering their career, whether that's self-employment with somebody else or landing a dream job, she speaks into it for you. She gives great practical wisdom on networking, the purpose of networking, and how to do it well without being cringy and super awkward. I think we could all use some advice on this. In addition, she shares her story on how it just worked out, how she used who she knew and who they knew to step into her calling and what she loves to do. So I really, truly think that what Emily has to share about today is important and needs to be said. So without further ado, here is our friend, Emily. Hey, Emily, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have
1: you. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. We're doing a coast-to-coast call
2: today. Oh, yes. Well, Emily, you um, are actually a twin sister of a guest we've had on the show before, Whitney McIntosh, if everyone remembers her from the very early days of Behind the Bliss, we can link to her episode, but yeah, you're her twin sister, and we're just so excited to have you on the show. Yay! Well, can you spend just a little bit of time and tell us who you are, what you do, where you live, and all of the fun stuff? Yes,
1: definitely. So again, my name's Emily Landers, twin to Whitney, now McIntosh, we were Warren. (laughs) <laughs> and I uh, love Whitney and happy for the introduction to you guys. This is so fun. Uh, wife to Luke Landers, who brought me out to California when he was a Pepperdine Law student. We're originally from Texas, but we fell in love with this area. We're just inland of Malibu, and we decided to stay. And a mom dog to Miss Maui, who is a miniature golden doodle. So <laughs> Maui.
0: What
1: a name. I love it. <laughs> Maui I- California. Yes, Maui in California. She's my little island girl, my little beach girl. And she hopefully will stay quiet during our call, but she's the best. And yeah, so we've been out here for about, gosh, four years now. I think Luke's been out here five years. um, And we love it. We love California. We have an amazing community here. And to think of the different routes that I took uh, before Luke and during my single years uh, through my career and everything It's amazing to see how it all kind of led up to this season and and law school and whatnot. So excited to share!
2: Yay! Well, you just released a book called "Take Flight," which sort of shared, um, you know, your story to entrepreneurship, your guide to post-grad life, and just life in general of finding a job. So can you kind of take us back also with the story of just the birth of the book, um, all the lessons that you learned in this process, and then we can just dive into some helpful practical tips for all the things when it comes to finding your dream job and your passions. Absolutely. And
1: two, I just want to encourage folks who are listening to really, as we're diving in, think about their uh, season of life. Think about what it is they're passionate about, what it is that they love to do, and maybe kind of think through, you know, what would be the dream or the goal? Because I think for me, I, um, I guess my story really starts back to my senior year of college. As many of us were kind of thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Was my major right? Did I pick the right major? You know, what is my life going to look like? I remember even wondering, how am I going to make friends after school? Um, You know, just that season Mm -hmm. of life, it can be really overwhelming for people. And uh, I've had a lot of, you know, undergrads that they really are, it's really a season of fear yeah and i remember that so specifically because i remember i graduated from baylor university and my senior year i was really thinking through okay what do i want to do um you know what is going to be the next step for me and i remember thinking i don't want to waste a second of my life i was so excited and eager to get going that i kind of um took the route kind of less traveled and it kind of started with a Uh, assignment um, in one of my classes that uh, asked us to do an informational interview.
2: Are y'all familiar with informational interviews at all? Not really. I did read a little bit about your book, but no, clearly I'm the only one who doesn't. As a
0: communications (laughs) major, we had our fair share of of informational interviews.
1: Yes. So basically, informational interviews are, to me, the key to building your network uh, in any stage of your life or career. So when I received this assignment, basically, it's the idea of connecting with someone who's in a role that you might like to have someday. And this whole idea of connecting with them, learning from them was Mm. insane for me. I loved it so much. I could not believe some of the people that I got on the phone. And I had other students in the class who were like, oh, you know, rolling their eyes or complaining about how we couldn't email questions. But for me, the networking element was so exciting. And the, the fact that people would listen to me as a student was shocking to me. I literally, I could not believe it. And so the real win for me, um, during that, that assignment, I actually was able to get on the phone and I talk about this more in the book, but with a woman that I just looked up to so much, I actually had just seen her Instagram. Okay. And I reached out to her via Instagram. She was a luxury travel expert, so every time I saw her, she was in a new, beautiful place, a different country than the last. She had amazing style. Her name is Tiffany. She's at Lux Tiffany. And my senior year of college, I reached out to her. We had a phone call. And long story short, I can kind of connect the dots later, but I've actually been working for her for the past five years because of the informational interview. Wow. So. I'm just, that informational interviews to me are just the key to so much, not only a potential role out of school, um, but just the networking that comes from that. And and we actually, we do social media for luxury boutique hotels. I've been doing that for the past five years. I visited multiple of them. And my husband and I are actually going to Italy this summer for his 30th. Um, and we're staying at some of my current hotels. So wow. you can
0: see, you know, the, wow. the
1: excitement I have just for the informational interview element, because look at what it's done in my life. I mean, I have countless, we honeymooned at one of our hotels, you know, so right, I love off, the that. Bat, right off the bat, I just want to say, for students or really anyone who's looking to take that next step you know there if there's someone that you admire um you know that's going to be a great person to connect with and reach out to uh so that's really right off the bat my senior year i went crazy (laughs) with informational interviews
0: i was gonna say i have a similar story to where my senior year of college we had that as well we had an informational interview but then we also were told go into a software because Clemson was backed by um, and is still backed by Adobe Creative Suite. So we have access to all these softwares for free. And in one of my design classes, our professor said, go ahead and try to learn a software that you feel like you don't know or that you would never use just to challenge yourself. And I picked Adobe Audition, which is sound engineering and recording. And I was like, I'll never use this. (laughs) Surely this would be a great project to have. Um, and here I am with a podcast Great. and I'm the one that edits this thing. And, it, and it's so fun because I'm mm-hmm. like, I would have never known to use it if I hadn't put myself out of a comfort element um, and tried new things or spoken to new people in this informational interview so I'm backing yeah. up what you're saying 100 just absolutely do and things.
1: it's been amazing like you said you know when Tiffany and I first connected my senior year of college she didn't have a role available to me. Um, it wasn't like I was reaching out to her to say hey do you have a job for me we just connected and it was actually a year later that I um, had since moved to New York which we can talk about that because that's an amazing story too, but I had since moved to New York and I actually reached out to her and said, Hey, do you know anyone in the city that might, you know, have a role available for me? And it was a year later that she said, Hey, by the way, do you want to come and work for me? And it was such a blessing because I actually started out with her not full-time. It was on top of another full-time role. Um, so just even thinking about, okay, how do I, yeah, how many plates can I have spinning? That's kind of, that's kind of me. I, I love taking on a ton of different tasks. And I think that's really where things are going for folks who want to have that full-time role, but maybe a passion project on the side, you know?
2: yeah oh you're speaking to the choir thus I'm telling you um <laughs> I was just gonna say I think that's a really important thing to point out is that like that wasn't your first role I have a similar story too of just how I got started working at Proverbs and I think it just ebbs and flows when you you know you're not necessarily looking for whatever but you make yourself available and I think so right. many people get a little bit sidetracked with thinking well if it's a not now like if it's an it's an you know the timing isn't right now it's a no forever and I think that's kind of the lie and where we can get stuck sometimes is we just think that we you know not deserve it right off the bat but we don't know how to be patient and just that networking relationship building aspect. and I think I mean Rachel and I have seen that time and time again as we've just met incredible people when it came to who we've interviewed and who we partner with because everyone's kind of trying to Serve the greater mission together, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing what happens when we can link arms with others, and the opportunities come about in ways that we would have never thought about. We would have never
0: even known we had access to had we not been like, let's just ask, like let's just reach out mm-hmm. and send that email or send that direct message or whatever it looks like, and the whether it's a, a network that we get for fun just as friend relationships like someone else is in right. Birmingham, Alabama, or for Mary Scott, Columbia, South Carolina, it's fun to grab coffee. Or if it turns into something more professional, like an mm-hmm. interview or um, help with a book launch. I mean, you never know. And once you have that connection, just as much as you may have helped them, maybe they can help you. So it's almost this like ebb and flow, help me help you help me kind of think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so cool, too. I love what you're saying about you really never know where those connections are going to come from. And I can touch, you know, after that. After my senior year, I did. So the assignment, it it required one informational interview. I ended up doing about 15. I was borderline obsessed. (laughs) I was borderline obsessed because I could not believe I, I, um, at the time, my favorite magazine was Self Magazine. And I got the editor-in-chief on the phone for an informational interview via leaving comments on anyone's Instagram that worked at Self. <laughs> okay. so I love really, it. I had that moment, you know. I'm sitting in class, I'm a senior in college, and I'm thinking, my. Peers can see these, and um, hmm, how do I feel about that? But I think for me, the the risk, the reward that was coming, the risk was so you know little for someone to see that and think, oh gosh, look at her. And I think that that's something for people to just get over the the fear because there are so many people that want to help. Um, and that for me was huge. I actually back to what you were saying. Uh, both of you mentioned just okay. You never know who going to come out of the woodworks to come and assist. So again, for me, my senior year, I'm thinking about all these informational interviews and my next door neighbor, okay, that lived across the street from my parents he got wind of my kind of, oh, you know, kind of like, what am I doing? Uh, Where am I going next? He knew that my major was communication. It was really broad. And he was actually an attorney and life coach. Hmm. And he offered to give me some life coaching um, kind of conversations for free, just, you know, a sweet neighbor. And so I went over and actually met with him a couple of times. And he was so instrumental during that season. And again, as we're thinking about this. And as you're listening, who is your parents next door neighbor? Okay. For me, he was a life coach and I was able to express to him kind of my passions, the location that I wanted to live in. And he really helped me dive into my network. So during that season of life, I loved kind of working out. I loved, um, running. I had just run my first marathon. So that was kind of a theme of my passions. And when he asked me, what do you want to do? I really didn't know, you know, what the answer to that was. I was like, well, I'm a communications major. And the question that he used to help me hone in on what I wanted to do or where I wanted to work, he said, well, what do you do for fun on the weekends? And I was like, what do my weekends have to do with my work week? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. You must be a three, Emily. Do you you know your Enneagram number? I am. I'm actually a seven. Really? Way. Yes. Was that a three of me? Yes. That is yes. a three of you. I am a three, so that's why I'm like pinpointed. But um, now I I feel like you are a very healthy seven that is determined and going for it. And like, I don't know, it sounds like a three because I would be the girl that was only supposed to do one interview but would do 15, not to impress <laughs> oh. anybody, but to do it because I need information. Or I, would, I am also similar to you where I'm like, what what does my to do list have to do with my free time? Like what? To-
2: oh yeah, yes. I can compartmentalize. Yes. For well, that. I don't think we feel permission to even think that we could have a job that was fun like that. You know, we we don't we don't think that that's right, or we put ourselves in a box to think we can't enjoy what we're gonna like. We surely can't enjoy what we're gonna do for work. Absolutely. You know, which is
0: yeah. false.
1: Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so when he asked me that, it was really eye opening. I was like, what? What? You know, why do you care what I do on the weekends? But what he, the steps that he walked me through, which again, I kind of mentioned in the book, but it's so amazing. And I want you guys to be thinking about this. He walked me through, okay, what are my passions? So again, at the time, and I still do loved working out, loved exercise, loved running. So passions. And then for me and some people, you know, um, post-grad or even in this season of life, location might be really important to them. For me, location was really important. I knew that I wanted to live in Los Angeles, New York, or London. In. Those were my three like top <laughs> favorite places. And for some people, location doesn't matter as much, but for me, it was huge. So what we did with the, those steps, and I think this is one thing that's so cool when you're thinking about what it is you want to do next, you can weigh, you know, what's important to you. But once we listed out my passions, then we listed out the location. And from there we filtered uh, different companies to see, okay, which companies align with my passions and are in the location that I want to be, right? And that was just such a simple way of kind of checking the boxes of what it was I was looking to do, where I wanted to go. And lo and behold, once we nailed this down, we went into network and we started thinking, okay, who do I know in some of these locations? And for a little while, we really came up With nothing. We're just like, oh. But then it hit him. One of our meetings, he said, Emily, I think I have the perfect connect for you. Like, okay, who's this? He said, I just realized through our conversation that you might want to talk to my cousin because he's the CEO at Foot Locker in New York. (laughs) Yes like just insane. I could not believe it. I was so amazed and and almost confused like my next step was my parents' neighbor.
0: What? Yeah.
1: But right. that creative element of of communicating with folks and getting to know people and putting yourself out there, I had no idea that the key to my next step was my parents' neighbor.
2: For sure. Right. For sure. Well, I think that maybe this would be a practical place to say like we're you think you tapped in a little bit to the fear aspect of so many of us are just scared like we think we're an inconvenience we think we're going to be causing someone trouble to want to do whatever and so what's just like a practical piece of advice that we can encourage our audience with when they might be thinking oh I'm just going to be another person on that person's plate or um, mm-hmm. maybe they don't have time to help me like what are some ways that we can bite through that?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think for me, during that season, I think there's a difference between being eager and being annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think for folks who are like, oh, I don't want to annoy them, think of it as being eager and excited to learn. And like, you know, you guys are having folks on the podcast. Nobody likes talking about anything more than themselves. Like mm-hmm. I'm enjoying sharing my story right now, right? <laughs> and so these people that you're reaching out to, I can almost assure you, especially if they're in higher roles that you really you know, admire and you really think, wow, they've really made it. They're gonna enjoy telling you about how they got there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wouldn't totally think you know, that you're gonna be a nuisance or annoying. I would position it as I'm eager, I'm willing, I'm excited. And when I did my informational interview, one way of mapping them out really well, I actually utilized John Maxwell's seven questions to ask a person of influence. So I actually used those questions for almost all of my interviews. And the last one, um, apart from my favorite, my favorite is, who do you know that I should know? Because that's the question that I asked my life coach. And his cousin was the CEO of Foot wow. um, And then the other question is how can I add value to you today? Mm. So as you're stepping into these informational interviews, there's no need to feel like you're a nuisance and there's no need to feel like you're annoying or bothersome because at the end of your conversation, which hopefully you'll keep, you know, quick and timely, but at the end, you're going to say, how can I add value to you today?
0: Now, I'm so glad you said that,
1: right. And many people are really taken aback, um and they're not actually sure how to answer, but it's it's the the opportunity to to think through that question for them to say, "Wow, like that wow, I, I didn't know. I haven't been asked that question before, but mm-hmm. how can I add value to you today?
0: I love it. Have you been the person on the other side, maybe, someone who has interviewed you or has been, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of want you to share that perspective too, because I think that could completely dismiss and dissolve any of that fear of someone who might be thinking, yeah, but what are the, what is that person going to think of me? Cause I think that's when for me pride takes over and I'm like, what are they going to think that I'm even asking for help? Like, do I look more flaky or do I look more eager? You know? And so I think maybe sharing your perspective on what it's like for people to do what what you did in college, maybe, To you, what does it look like?
1: Absolutely. That's such a great question. I I have been on both sides now. So I was the eager beaver, undergrad, postgrad, calling everybody, trying to get my foot in the door. Um, and then I've also now, since speaking at universities and with the book and everything, I've definitely been on the other side. And there's been quite a few that have stood out and been amazing. And then there's some that I, I wish they would have put a little more time and effort into the conversation. So I think for me, you know, just thinking even through like a little short list of what you can be thinking about as you reach out to folks. Um, one would be do your research. So the ones who say, oh my gosh, hi, Emily, and kind of connect dots for me and say, oh, I, I know you through Mary Scott, or oh, I listened to you on Behind the Bliss, or oh, I know your twin sister or "or your sister-in-laws, whatever it might be. For folks to find that common ground right off the bat, that's going to build uh, a connection straight away, and they'll be more eager to listen now that they know that you guys have some kind of connection. Or if someone says says, Oh my gosh, your husband went to Pepperdine law. My sister's there as an undergraduate, even if it's like a little step away, there's still mm-hmm. that mental connect mm-hmm. for me to remember them by. Um, and so just getting that, you know, right off the bat is a really great icebreaker. And then mm-hmm. I would say definitely be prepared again, those seven questions that John Maxwell lists out are fabulous. Um, but put your own twist on it, you know, really think through what it is you want to learn from the person and make it personal. And. And then lastly, I would say, make sure it's timely. Um, Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm, I've mm -hmm. never excused myself from an informational interview, but I have definitely been thinking, okay, I got to go. (laughs) So make sure that it's timely because these people are giving you, you know, something they have a lot of, which is their wisdom, but they're also giving you something they have little of, which is actually their time.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. That's such a good indicator. Oh, yeah, I love that so much. What would you
0: say, I'm now curious, since you said that piece, what would you say to the person who might not know what in the world they want to do? So even approaching an informational interview or just networking in general can seem frightening because mm-hmm. it's like, well, what if I make this connection and then I end up not, not, not needing it? I hate using that term, but what if it isn't going to aid me or propel me in the direction that I'm even now desiring to go in? So Is it that someone should find specific people to interview and to start that relationship with? Or is it maybe that that one person could get you to eventually where you'd want to be? I mean, what would you say to a person, because I was this girl and still am, where I'm like, (laughs) I know what I like to do, but I don't know necessarily – how to get to what I desire to be end game.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. So I'm kind of thinking of maybe someone who, yeah, maybe the informational interview step is like terrifying and you're thinking, um, ladies, I don't Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. any, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah.
0: Or I'm like, I don't even want to waste their time if if like a month from tomorrow, I decide I don't want to be a doctor anymore. You know, right. like that kind of thing.
2: Right.
1: Well, I would say, so there's this really cool um, networking kind of model that my life coach gave me so many years ago that I've kind of worked through. And it's basically the ABCs of networking. So for someone like that, I'd love for them to think through this. So the ABCs of networking goes like this. You have an A group, okay? The A group is like your mom's best friend from college that's basically your aunt. She would bend over backwards for you. She obsessed with you. She was at your birth, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. And then the B group is maybe... Um, A friend's uncle that you've met a couple times who's really helpful and likes to talk to folks who are looking to take the next step in their career. And then a C group is basically an Instagram comment. So that was me reaching out to Tiffany all those years ago. I would say to that person, think about people in your super close network that you know would have a conversation with you anyways. So maybe it is your mom's best friend who feels like your aunt who has been in sales her whole career or marketing or uh, maybe she's in publishing, whatever it might look like, even if it's not something that interests you you may not think at least, it's going to be a great conversation for you to kind of sort through what that might look like, what that might feel like. And I would say it's just as important to know what you don't like as it is to know what you do like.
2: Mm,
1: That's huge. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. You know, because it's just so much easier to to chat with someone like that and just kind of get your feet wet. And I, I, I promise you, you'll be reaching out to to big wigs before you know it.
0: (laughs) Big wigs, I love it. Well, you kind of are a big wig. You kind of landed dream job at, I mean, at a young age. You're now CEO of Flight Social Media. Mm -hmm. Just kind of an overview for anyone who doesn't know about Flight. Mm -hmm. How would
2: you wrap up what you do? And, uh, what you do, like even like a journey to entrepreneurial entrepreneurship, because I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's been, it's been amazing and it's definitely been, I can look back and, and just an encouragement as I'm sure you, you ladies can attest to this. You look back and you see how your steps were, were meant to be. You see how every step led you to the next thing. Um, So yeah, quickly, I can kind of um, walk us through that. It was amazing. So my post-grad season, once I found out that the CEO of Foot Locker was my uh, neighbor's cousin, (laughs) I sent out my resume (laughs) to Foot Locker and it trickled down from the CEO to HR. So that's a red flag immediately for them to really take this resume seriously. Uh, And another encouragement to you, find those CEOs. You don't have to send in your resume just with a submit button online. You can find these people and really connect with them. Um, and so from there, mm-hmm. I ended up moving to New York shortly after graduating. I worked in marketing and PR at Foot Locker for about a year there. And then I moved into some tech PR. Uh, our office was in Soho, and that was really fun. But then uh, fairly quickly after that, Received word from a former professor that uh, there were some Baylor grads who were looking to hire a CEO for a new social media company. At the time, I was 23. I was and am still um, thinking. You know, okay, I'm so young. Uh, I'm a woman. You know, my board of directors are all men. Um, I don't have any experience in sales. They really want to grow this thing. Uh, okay, am I gonna am I gonna do this and um, lo and behold, they interviewed. Um uh, quite every other candidate was a middle-aged man and um, I beat them out uh, I'm not still to this day sure how uh, but by the grace of God I was able to step into that role and um, from there we then launched um, kind of a sister company flight social media which has been so fun and uh, amazing to see the 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 step from flight social media that has been so key and instrumental was I actually um, had an internship through through uh, flight social media called Take Flight. And mm-hmm. I was spending so much time on the internship that I was not really focusing in on clients, because I love the internship so much. And it grew really quickly to the point that I couldn't, I didn't have the time to manage all of my interns. And um, so that is how Take Flight, the book, came to be. Uh, I really was like, okay, this is uh, Take Flight, the internship is doing really well. People are interested in this. They're excited. I love recent grads. I love that season of life. I love helping people think through their career. And that's where Take Flight came from. So it's really all very much full circle. And you really can look back on your career and think, okay, wow, I took that step for this this and for this and for this. And um, one of the main things that I love so much about my career that I'm so grateful for is throughout this whole entire career season of life, I was meeting, dating, marrying my husband, who was a law student. And so I was actually able to take my career with me to California, Mm -hmm. um, which was such a blessing. And that, that that to me, uh, you know, we couldn't trade that for the world for, for the move to be just smooth. And then my career came with me. Seamless. And yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's been amazing. I will say this too, just to add on to that testimony of just the Lord's faithfulness through it all is we really mm-hmm. cannot mess it up. We really can't right. like as as much as we want to network and meet and send resumes and all of that I think that there also is room to take a deep breath because in the middle of you being obedient and having that conversation or humble and asking that question there is also this sense of control that we don't have that is refreshing because if it were up to me and mary scott this would not be a thing and i think that um in our obedience and in us seeking what he has for us and sending that resume or whatever it looks like asking for that interview um we have ended up with something that only he could have done and that goes even for just my marriage like I mean, if it were up to me, I would have totally messed this thing up and Thomas and I would not (laughs) be married. But because Mm -hmm. of the grace of God and his provision, it's ended up being something more beautiful than ever. So in the midst of all of this career search Mm -hmm. and contemplation and prayer or whatever it looks like for you that's listening, I also want you to hear that something that's really cool about Emily's story and my story, Mary Scott's story, is that it just works out. Like he Mm -hmm. coordinates Mm -hmm. everything for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, also take a deep breath, pressures off, which is the coolest part about the whole thing. Yeah.
1: I love that. And I, you've reminded me of a a moment that I had, I was um, living in New York and I was actually, I loved as as many people do going to Central Park. And I remember writing, um, I, I was so confused during that season, as many people feel. What is next? And it felt so mm-hmm. uncertain. And I remember writing down, uh, for, I think, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 13, 12. We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist.
2: Mm-hmm. But it won't be
1: long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright.
2: Oh, that is so I love encouraging. That. Thank you. I'm so glad you remembered that. <laughs> oh, so I remember it because it was a foggy day
1: and I found that scripture and I just clung to it because um, like many of us, I was in a fog. I was living in New York. I didn't know I wasn't dating my husband then and I was thinking, what on earth am I doing out here and what's gonna be my next step? And that was just um yeah, this the sun will shine through and you'll see
2: it all clearly. For sure. I think it's also encouraging just to know that even when you think you've like hit where you need to be, like there's always going to be moments where you're constantly reevaluating or you're constantly wondering if you made the right choice. And so it's, it's holding back to what Rachel said of like, oh my gosh, he who is in me is in control and we can rest in that today. You know, it's right. not... It's not up to us and we're not going to mess it up. So thank you. Um, Okay. This is just like a personal question I want to ask you about because as a fellow working from home gal, all three of us really, um, what do you do to like stay productive and stay on a schedule and stay motivated? Because I feel like, This has been one of those things that people look at my life and they're like, oh, you're so lucky. It's like a glamorized work from home mom lifestyle. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. (laughs) At least it's so hard for me. And so I'm just curious, like how you stay in line? How you stay motivated? How you get your work done? Right.
1: Well, I am a list keeper. So I pretty much immediately am writing down what I'm doing and checking things off my list. But I keep a really... um, this might not be helpful to everyone, but I keep a very strict schedule. So I love waking up early. I am literally open my eyes and I'm like, hello, good morning. Me too. I um, love that. But, um, (laughs) so it's just really funny because I, I literally kind of hit the ground running, like right when I wake up. But I think having that schedule and not strict in a, you know, rigid, strict way, but just in a loving way of, Hey, I want to get stuff done. And I want to be able to sit back and read around four 30 or five, you know, and, and enjoy that time of day. I I like to kind of wind down then. Um, but being in social media, I'm pretty much always on. So making sure that I'm able to front load the day with a lot of great stuff, looking through clients, you know, social media accounts and seeing what's going on with them, checking in on emails. But I keep my schedule pretty much the same. Um, and I think that's helpful because I kind of know what to expect each day um, in regards to what I'm doing. And I do take little breaks. Like I love to get out and um, I not everyone has this benefit, but I live by the beach. So I'll grab Maui and we'll go on a little walk and uh just get some fresh air as well. But anyone can, you know, the fresh air element is huge. Um, so I'll usually do that around lunch and then dive back in. So I don't know if I have any specific tips. You know, it's kind of funny. I've been doing this for pretty much my whole career. So to me, it, it just feels normal. Totally,
0: That is the so fun. I feel like for me too, it, it helps having some sort of routine because I, like I said, mentioned earlier, I am a three yes. on the Enneagram, which means I like yeah. to get stuff done. But sometimes I am paralyzed by the length mm-hmm. of a to-do list or calendar or meetings or whatever it looks like. So I can talk myself in or out. Right. Me too. Kind of and whenever yes like whenever i have something i'm like oh that could get pushed to the bottom or whatever i i mean i negotiate with myself which is nice but hurtful at times so um for someone who is wanting routine right. at home something that mary scott mentioned to me that's helpful is she like puts a load of laundry <laughs> in the washer every morning you know and that, like is her thing or mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I make, uh, coffee sometimes. I'm not really dependent on coffee, so I can't say that's, like, my every morning. But every morning I do like to tidy up the house, run the dishwasher from the night before, that kind of thing. But getting, uh... Getting life in line is that what I
2: like to yeah. call it before oh, office calls me. Yeah, to there's no it. way yeah. I could do any kind of work if my house was in any sort of disarray. So I had to get, like, my husband sat me down and he was like, This is not working out well. And so we had to sit down and create a routine. <laughs> and so the dishwasher gets unloaded, yeah. the laundry gets started, so that hopefully by the time yeah. I go to bed, there's no piles of clothes. Although currently I'm looking at a pile, so I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm, it's not always perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever oh my goodness I kind of am interested too. switching gears mm-hmm. what is something that you are loving these days it could be something you're listening to or reading or using or eating just curious what you have to share with everybody oh I love that um
1: I am loving our community in Malibu. We have an amazing church home. We go to a church called Vintage and Luke and I, my husband, uh, we have been on the launch team for our Malibu campus for the past year and we're getting a new pastor this Yay. fall uh, which we're really excited about and we're headed to a Dodgers game tonight with our with our friend group. We what a have blast. just yeah, we have just the best friends, so we're loving that. Loving vintage, our amazing church, um, and I'm also loving preparing for our Ooh. trip to Italy. I'm kind of girl. You know, oh my gosh, I'm so excited! Um, and my husband and I are kind of working on our Italian. And uh, again, we're going to be able to see some some client hotels and just you know meeting people that I've emailed with and all all around the world. So we're doing. Um, we're going to fly into Milan from LAX, and then we'll go to Florence and then we'll end in Rome. So I'm
0: so jealous. I was going to say, what? please
1: bring
2: me on your carry on, please. Yeah, yep,
1: You're all invited. Come, come, come. So that all be, the pasta. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, we've gotten so many recommendations. Yeah. If you, if anyone has any, please send your recommendations my way. Um, we have every, we have the hotel set up because I'm kind of um, hotel just obsessed, but um, restaurants, different things like that. Let us know. Of Amazing,
2: Emily, can you, tell everyone where they can get your book and all of what they might find inside a little bit obviously what we spoke in our conversation today but just I don't know tell everyone about take flight where they can find you where they can buy the book where they can all the things all the fun things
1: Yes, yes, I would love to We need to keep up with you. Yes, I would love to connect with you guys. Um so takeflightbook.com is where you can grab the book and it's currently uh, in an ebook form. We're working on getting prints, which is really exciting. Um and so takeflightbook there and then it's on Instagram at take flight book take a look it's really fun I had a Pepperdine student actually speaking of recent grads help me with the Instagram and then I'm just Emily Landers on Instagram but would love to hear from you guys and connect and yeah I hope that the book is an encouragement and um, just like you were saying you know we we don't know what the next step is but we do know that no eye has seen and no ear has heard what God has prepared for those mm. who love him mm. another verse that I love during that season of life. And, and today I love that. So yes, it's very exciting and you can do it. You guys can Yay. do it. You're going to have a great career
2: in life ahead. Well, that was really encouraging, even to me personally. So I know it's going to be a huge help to so many of our listeners. So thank you so much, Emily. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. This was probably
0: one of those episodes that you had to take notes in. Or if you're like me, you just pulled out the notes in your phone, jotted some down. Maybe you're at a coffee shop and you jotted some in your notebook. Whatever it looked like for you, I hope that you walked away with some practical application steps to taking your next move in your career. This conversation inspired me. It lit me up and it showed me that there's always a next step to take. If you want to follow Emily and more of the fun things that she has going on in her career world at Flight Social Media or to order her book, go and head over to our show notes at behind the bliss If you felt like today's conversation was for you, we would love to hear from you and hear what you think. One of the ways we love hearing from you is through reviews on Apple podcasts. It's super easy. Just click the star that you think fits the show best and to take it a step further, leave us a comment on what you specifically love about the show. It's super encouraging for us to read and gives us an idea of what you're thinking and feeling. Or we also love this route. Take a screenshot of this episode or whatever episode that you are loving best and share with your friends on social media. Chances are not all of your friends know about Behind the Bliss podcasts and we want them to hear this message too, that they are met in their mess and balanced in their bliss. I cannot believe it is the last day of July. This is crazy. I hope that whatever August is about to look like for you, going back to school, kids going back to school, starting new routines or whatever it is, that you have so much fun. Know that you're not alone and cling to the hope of Jesus. Have the best week, friends. We'll see you next time.